Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey you guys, what's going on, and welcome to episode 462 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studios, and don't forget, as you're listening to this, get ready, Ron, because they're getting ready to fight hunger at Les Schwab, aren't they? Yeah, it's going on right now for the next couple of weeks, and so if you've ever felt in food insecurity or you don't have enough money to make it to the end of the month, that's a horrible feeling. Uh, Les Schwab has teamed up with the Food Lifeline here locally in Aramark, and they would like to help people in our own community. So uh, there's going to be more on that later in the show, but the short answer is take non-perishable food items there, or you can just give them cash. Yeah, Blake's going to be stopping by from Les Schwab, and I'll tell you something that I do with my son every year that's super cool that is connected with Les Schwab and Food Lifeline. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, Ron has a big... Announcement: He is now in charge of me. Uh, what happened? You oh, took yeah. a t- you took a test, and now you're you're kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, I am uh, officially. Well, I will be officially when I get my fingerprints done. Uh, <laughs> a, a managing broker. That's awesome, man. Uh, and so, in the state of Washington, this happens, I think, a lot. In if you're an architect, or you're a lawyer, or a CPA, or whatever, you have to take state exams and national exams. And uh, you go through the rankings. So you start out in real estate. The, the first license that you get is called a broker. And so that requires you to go to school. And then you study really hard. And you take this test. And then you become a broker. And you have to renew that license every couple of years. Then the next level is a managing broker. That's the one that I just got. And then above that is a designated broker. And then you can get special endorsements on your designated broker. So a designated broker can own a firm. Hmm. So you could have, you know, a hundred p- agents working for you, a hundred brokers working for you. Uh, so like, you know, we have a firm, our designated broker, he, uh, operates several different shops, uh, storefronts, and has several hundred agents working for him. So what I did is went from broker to managing broker and I gotta, I gotta come clean because someone uh, called me out on this via text when I posted it online. Uh, I did fail the first time I took the test. Uh, it was the week of those big forest fires. I had finished my required uh, classroom time and I felt like, you know what? I'm a pretty good test taker. There's been a lot going on. I'm, I'm anxious about whether or not my uh, tiny house is going to burn down. So I went, I already had it scheduled and it costs you hundreds of dollars to go in and take this test. So I was like, I, I, I think I can do that. I went in, failed by maybe uh, six or seven questions and was pretty disappointed in that. And then I think that happens to a lot of folks. I had to come back, redouble down and restudy for uh, however many weeks that's been, three or four weeks. And then uh, luckily I passed the second time through. So what'd you learn? I learned that now I'm your manager. (laughs) We're going to need you to, uh, you know, really take your stapler and go down to the basement. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like Ron is a really good teacher. And in fact, we should do some, uh, we should do, we should do some class time with Ron coming up here when it comes to investment and real estate, because he's super smart about it. Uh, what do you, what do you like about 
teaching because you're 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 good at it and i've watched you take young brokers under your wing and you're you're now you can like officially do that which i think which i think is really great uh and you have a lot of patience you have a lot of patience with people i don't know i mean i think a the genesis of it is when you like like we're in a transaction here recently where i the 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 agent on the other side is just brand new and you you can tell and i know he's trying hard and he doesn't want to look like a rookie, but he does look like a rookie. And so I think that that goes, it's, you have to overcome that. Like you can tell when you're dealing with a pro with someone who understands how everything works and just the language they use, the jargon they use, the way they fill out a contract. And I even, I even called this agent and I said, Hey, listen, uh, your, your offer's a mess. Like you need to, you know, can you tighten this up because I'm going to present this and I want it to be coherent when I present it to our client. And so I walked him through how to do it and he still just, he couldn't do it. What makes an offer a mess? Uh, Like all the forms out of order. So like everything in real estate is you have a number and a letter. And so when your, your brain, when you're looking through this, you want it to go 21, 22, a 22 B 22d and then if, if all of a sudden you're looking through this offer and it's like 21 35 42 a 20 it's like all of them jumbled you don't know if it's complete you don't know if they forgot something um it's just it's really it's just it's a sign of a of a rookie that it's like hey you need to be organized you need to have a clean offer it needs to so anyways those sort of technical things I think I, I feel for for people like that because I remember when you and I first started, and it's only been three or four years ago now, I think going into our fourth year, is I was mortified when I would make these mistakes because I didn't want to look like a rookie. I didn't want to look like an amateur. I wanted to do well by our clients. And so when another agent that was more experienced than me would go, dude, did you realize that you these two forms do the same thing? And you included both of them on your offers? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. It is because a lot of these, uh, it, it's important to have the forms in, all, in in order because there's a lot of different things going on when it when it comes to timelines, and and there's all different types of timelines with the, with the banks, with money, with checks, with the inspections, and they all start and stop at different times in real estate, right? Yeah, and I mean the other motivation for me, honestly, with this is I I feel responsible to people in the Ron and Don Nation. Like when you trust us with sometimes a, a seven figure deal, the biggest deal. Like we just closed a deal in Green Lake. That was, and it was a a, a woman whose husband had passed away. The husband was primarily the one that took care of the finances uh, for their marriage, which I think is pretty common. And this was the biggest transaction that she had ever done. And so I, I take that seriously and I need to know what's going on. So part of this too is stuff changes so much uh, in the state of Washington and, and you need to understand the law and you need to understand and how to be on the right side of the law. And so a big part of this exam uh, to get your managing broker license is you take a Washington real estate law class uh, and then you get tested on that. It's funny, Don, because you go into the testing center and you have to give up, you know, clear out your pocket. He wouldn't even let me take a chapstick in. Cause I was like, my, you know, I wanted, I sort of, one of my nervous habits is if I'm thinking I'll, you know, put some chapstick on if my lips are get dry, no chapstick, uh, your keys, you can, your phone, your watch, can't wear a hat. 
you, everything out of your pockets goes into this locked bag. Uh, all the, your devices have to be turned off just in case there's some way you could transmit uh, information to yourself and cheat. There's cameras looking down on your station. It's timed. I had to, I had to go to the bathroom. You have to sign out with the timestamp. Go to the bathroom. If you're in the bathroom for longer than five minutes, it, it will invalidate your test. You got to come back in, sign. I mean, it's a state exam with a proctor that is watching you like a hawk. Yeah. What did the did the questions have anything to do with real estate that we actually practice? Something that was really disappointing to me when you spend all this time studying for your real estate exam and then you become a real estate agent. Nothing in the state test really has anything to do with practicing real estate. So you spend all this study time, for instance, chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're you're learning about a fee simple estate, and I remember our designated broker telling me it'll never come up. It, the, uh, most of the things that you're studying in this exam never come up, and you go in there and you're like, yeah. After you start practicing real estate, you're like, there was really nothing on the Washington test, even when it comes down to some of the long form math that they make you do that you could just do with a calculator. Uh, what about this test? Do you, do you, do you think you learn some things yeah. now that you understand real estate where you're going? Yeah. You know, cause, cause they should go back and they should just tear up the old format. They should create some YouTube videos, some fun classrooms, the, 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 the technology that they use and a lot of these real estate schools use to study fee simple states and everything else, it's ridiculous. It's twenty years old. It's thirty oh, years it's old. Way more than it, that. It, I, it, make, I, it makes it make it make it it is so uninspiring. And you think with all the great technology that we have here in the great tech hub of Seattle, you 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 think the state of Washington would do it better. And and what bothers me is the state of Washington that is licensing real estate agents. The state of Washington is also deciding who's going to be a state trooper, for instance. And, and, and then I begin to wonder, are, is some of the problems that we have in policing, be, does it have to do with the training at the state level? Because the state, when it, when it comes to real estate, I have to, I give it an F minus. It was horrible. And, and I wonder when we're dealing with other institutions that the state is in charge of, uh, if they're going through something similar. Does that make sense? It, it totally makes sense. And I think, um, what was I going to say? The, the, the thing that I, I agree with you on the testing, the exam should be, uh, you do need to know some of these broad concepts about, you know, how someone, how you own something and how you can sell it. Like those things are practical. It's like, Oh, what if grandma dies? Who, who gets the house? Like that stuff you do use. But the second part of the exam should be a scenario. And then you have to write the contract. Like that should be the test. That's awesome. Say your client wants to buy a condo. And it's listed at $700,000. This is the offer they want to put in. Prepare that contract. Yeah, nobody teaches you, you any of that. should go through. That should be That's your really exam. Good. That's good. To where someone, a person looks at that and goes, yes, this is a good contract. Or no, it's not a good contract. The thing that I learned that actually was applicable um, is in the, they give you scenarios in the legal thing uh, if you're managing another agent. And so now I, I'm able to manage another agent and they give you specific scenarios. It's like, you're managing agent uh, Don. He does this behavior. Um, what should happen? And then it, you, you, know, you have to describe you know, what the consequences are. Was it legal? Was it illegal? Uh, did he break any rules? Did he not break any rules? Uh, how do you take care of the client? So there were a lot of questions like that that were like one of them that I'll give you an example of is 
um, they say you have a broker worker. So it'd be like your broker, Don has an, uh, a, a website that says that you're uh, specialized in ADA, uh, you know, Americans with disabilities. And so a client comes in, shows them a unit that's not ADA accessible. And so that person comes back and files a complaint says, Hey, this guy advertises that he's going to show me ADA compliant places. It wasn't ADA compliant. What happens? So like that's a thing that that really could happen. You know, if you have a client that uses a wheelchair for mobility, you got to know what to do. How how do you accommodate that person and stay on the right side of the Americans with Disabilities Act? Like that was an interesting uh, scenario that they laid out in the test. Yeah, well congratulations to you. It's a, that's a big deal. That's a hard test. Uh, and it took a lot and of stuff. I'm going to need your timesheets on time now. <laughs> I'm going to write a strongly Man, worded page have, in your... I have no desire to be a managing broker. I'm just trying to manage myself, a 12-year-old and a, and, a, and a four-year-old dog that still acts like a puppy. Uh, we will see you with Blake from Les Schwab doing the right thing. The big food drive's coming up. And also, it's a Monday show where I have to ask Ron, what did you think of that Mariner game over the weekend? We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for our partners for over a decade, Les Schwab. And you know what? Winter is on the way. I hate to say that, but winter is on the way. It might not feel like it right now. It is right around the corner. So if you have designs like I do, I bought my Epic Pass. I want to go skiing this year. You've got to make sure your tires are on point. And that's what Les Schwab is all about. So right now they're doing their fall tire sale. You can save up to $200 on a set of four select tires with Les Schwab financing just in time for winter driving. Schedule your appointment right now online at LesSchwab.com. That's Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. John and Lauren Greenland were longtime listeners of Ron and Don, so when they needed to sell, they called the guys and were immediately glad they did. It really helps to have somebody who knows the market, knows the process, understands construction, that can just point you in the right direction. So I really appreciated that about working with the team. The Greenlands say, unlike other realtors, Ron and Don were intimately engaged in every step of the process, not only advising them on where and where not to spend money to get the house ready, but they actually rolled up their sleeves and helped out on projects all over, even hauling stuff to the dump. We actually felt like we were their only customers because of all the attention that they paid to us. They were all in with us on this project, including on a Sunday night when we would have a question. They were there every step of the way. Still, the bottom line was the bottom line. When I said what I thought we could get, they were just kind of dead silent. Like, you can get a lot more than that. So we were thrilled. And they did, closing for far more than they could have imagined. And the Greenlands say they got way more than just a great price. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. We love them. So when it's your time to sell, get more for your door. Schedule your Ron and Don sit down today at ronanddon.com. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 462. Something that we've done every year for over a decade now, we're super proud of it, is we have partnered with Les Schwab to try to fight hunger here in the great specific Northwest, is my son likes to call it. As the holidays 
start to come our way. As we look around, as we see tents, as we see derelict RVs, and I know a lot of us have a lot of feelings about a lot of things that we see on the streets. I want you to know there's a lot of things that we don't see on our streets. As inflation spikes, it's not only the people that are living outside, but there's so many people, Ron, that are living inside that need our help right now. And that's why Les Schwab always steps in. And we have a very special guest today, don't we? We do. Blake Rothrock from the Renton store. Now, Blake, on, on any other day than today, are you out there running to my car and like pulling my tires off and fixing flats or putting your name into the computer? Oh, definitely. That's uh, how busy we've got over the last few years. Everyone's got to work. So, yep, I'm out there with, with everyone else in the crew. So, Don and I always love this. There's a lot of food insecurity that uh, some people go through, and I try to imagine what would what would I have to swallow my pride to what degree to show up at a food bank and go, I need food for my family. Like that's that's a big step for folks. How can people help? Because we've had we've been helping in, in partnering with you for a decade. How does this work? So you can go to any of your local Les Schwabs um, and and drop off any location. You can pull up to any of our bays. Our employees will run out and they will. They will take it from you. And basically what we'll do is when we get everything together, um, we are going to distribute with, uh, with our partnership partnership with uh, Airmark and Food Lifeline. And then it will get distributed to, to any of the families in need in our local communities that, that need help. So time. let me tell you how I usually do this because I am inherently lazy. I am not going to go to the store and remember to buy extra food. You guys take cash, right? Like I can pull up and and in fact, the cash sometimes goes longer with you and your partners uh, like Aramark and Food Lifeline. You're able to buy in bulk, whereas I'm just buying one one non-perishable item. Definitely. You can, yeah, you can give us a call. We can take a um, uh, credit card, anything that helps. And that not only can help buy bulk food, but can also, if we go into a house and you know, we deliver food and they don't have their power on or something like that. We can use money to help with that as well. Um, so go, it, anything helps. All of it helps. Yeah. Let me tell you why Food Lifeline is so important, you guys. It, and if you don't know about Food Lifeline, they're an umbrella organization throughout Washington State. So what does that mean? It means they have 300 food banks, right, that are in direct contact with people that need their help. In fact, Food Lifeline works with a food bank that I work with uh, over in Ballard. And so I'll give you an example. Last year, we had our interview with Les Schwab. I had a flat tire. I went into the Les Schwab store in Ballard. Uh, I didn't tell them that, hey, I'm Don from, from the Cairo days, or I do a podcast that 1.5 million people listen to now. I just went in there and said, hey, I have flat tire. Uh, they said, you have more than a flat tire. So not only did they fix the flat tire, but I had something going on with my batteries. They rotated my tire. They charged me absolutely nothing. And then they sent me on my way. That's because since 1962, Les Schwab has been doing the right thing and taking care of you. Wait a minute, Mr. 1952. 1952, that's right. Don't, right. don't take away those 10 years. Doing the right thing since 1952. So now, so now. We have an opportunity to partner with Les Schwab and Food Lifeline. Last year, Blake, what I did, and, and, and my son loved it. He was 11. He's 12 this year. We went in. We saw the box. We took a picture of the box, and I said, hey, I bet that we could go. If you jump into your piggy bank and I'll jump into mine, I bet we could fill this box. And so we went. We looked at the money that we had. We went to Trader Joe's right across the street in Ballard. 
And we bought as much stuff we could with the money that we had. And we went back and we put it in that box. And the cool thing, you guys, is I don't know where the food goes. Les Schwab doesn't necessarily know where the food goes. Lifeline, Food Lifeline does. You give that that food, you give that money to Food Lifeline, and then they distribute it to people. And there's a lot of people living with shame. There's a lot of people that live in the shadows sometimes, as Ron said, when they have food insecurity, and they shouldn't. Now more than ever, with inflation out of control, Blake, people read it, really need us to step up and help, don't they? Definitely. You know, it, it can be tough to ask for help sometimes. And with these organizations that we can partner with, um, it gives them an outlet to really ask for that help without having any shame with it. And it's super important more than ever now is to be, to help our communities in any way that we can. And Food Lifeline does a phenomenal job at doing that. And I cannot emphasize enough, if you're not like Don and you don't want to walk in the store and you don't want to put stuff into the box, you can literally drive up, roll down your window, give uh, an employee that runs out to your car 20 bucks or you can do it on the phone if you want to keep it on, on, you know, a little bit lower profile. So whatever your speed is, if you want to go into the store and buy a bunch of stuff and bring it in, or if you want to do it on the phone, or if you want to just drive up and give them cash, you don't even have to get out of your car, right? Nope. Just, you can pull right up and we'll, we'll take whatever you want. If you got food, money, anything, we'll, we'll run out there just like Les Schwab does on the commercials and we'll come get it from you. Yeah. Before you go, uh, why do you guys do so much stuff in the community? Because after this, I, I I know you guys do this mass toy drive. And I've been there a couple of years ago before COVID at the hockey rink when there were Les Schwab trucks. I think from all 84 stores, they showed up and they were just packed with toys. It was unbelievable. Why is this so important to, to Les Schwab and its employees, Blake? You know, this is what Les started his company with was to to have our stores be a part of our communities, make sure that we're help building the communities around us. And it's important. You know, I've been with this company 16 years, started when I was 16 years old, and that was ingrained wow. with me from day one that it's we're not just a tire center. We're we're ingrained in our communities, we're a part of our communities and we we help build our communities around us. It's not just about selling tires, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, doing the right thing since 1952. You've heard us say that now for years. And and once again, you can see how true it is. I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, I used to have a luncheon with all the Les Schwab guys. Uh, and again, this was before COVID. And guys would come in in their tire shirts like, like Blake is today. And what's really cool is a lot of these managers in these stores have been empowered to do good in the community. So it's their call when somebody comes in, if they're going to do something like they really, they, they took amazing care of me because, 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 because that's what they do. And sometimes even if you buy a tire from the other guy and you come in and you have a flat tire, they'll just fix it because they feel like that is, that is the right thing to do. And I have to say, as I sat around the table with these guys, we'd meet once a year as a spokesman for Les Schwab and, and, and I, they didn't want to talk. I mean, selling tires and doing all that stuff is super important. All they want to talk about is this food drive and the toy drive and doing great, cool things in the in the community. So, um, so even though Les is no longer here, his 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 message is, is is still here and it's very vibrant within all the stores, isn't it? Oh yeah, his legacy will never leave. Everything that he ingrained in this company. Um, it will always be there no matter what. Yeah. Blake, one more time. People want to help. If you're like me and you have a kid, and I will tell you, you guys, you're, you're, 
Instead of buying 12 toys for your kid this year for Christmas, buy two. And, and then take that money, come up with a strategy. It will change your kiddo's life to, to, to connect with that, to know how expensive food is that they eat, and then to know that they're, they may be helping another child, another family in the community. My son stays up every year for, for this event, and uh, we'll, we're going to break into his piggy bank here in a couple days. So one more, one more time, you can either go into the store and I'll be, I'll be headed into the store or what else can people do as well? Uh, you can call us, you can make a donation over the phone. Uh, you can pull up to our bays. We can come out, grab food, money, anything, um, anything that helps, uh, starts today, October 17th runs through November 12th. Um, so we got a couple weeks, uh, almost a month to really get as much food and donations as we can to help our community, especially in this time coming up on the holidays. Yeah, and I will, and I will just say, this isn't to get your business. And the thing about Les Schwab, just if you Google them, you can trust them. You can trust Les Schwab with your money. You can trust, uh, trust Les Schwab with whatever food you drop off. And you can trust uh, Food Lifeline. Ron, I'll give you the final say here. So, Blake, your LinkedIn says, high school, Les Schwab. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a joke that's Les Schwab University. That's, that's what I've been doing since I was 16 years old, and I fell in love with this company from the get-go. It's that's awesome. great. There you go, you guys. Les Schwab, doing the right thing since when? Yeah, 19, 10 years 52. off earlier. It's 19. What's it? Go ahead, Blake. Doing the right thing since uh, when? 1952. There we go. Hey, you guys, I'm sitting here with Mitch Weeks right now, one of the great sponsors of the Ron and Don Show. He is a mortgage broker, and you can find out more about him at Mitch.loans. Hey, a really cool time to be creative when it comes to being a buyer, and there's sellers right now that are stepping up and saying, let me help the buyer by doing something called a buy-down, right? Yeah, they are, and it's one of those things that's beneficial for both sides. Sellers give money up front for the buyers to buy down their rate and save money for the life of the loan. It's a really creative solution, really working for a lot of people. Yeah, there's also something called a 2-1. What's a 2-1? A 2-1 is where you get your rate bought down 2% for the first year, 1% for the second year, and then after that, you're home free in your current rate. But it's great savings up front, and then you have a chance to refi over the next two years. Yeah, good news, good time to be a buyer, good time for sellers to be creative and help that buyer. And Mitch, you can help everyone. Uh, how do people reach out? Go to Mitch.loans, set up a meeting, and let's figure out a creative solution for you. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. And again, uh, don't forget to stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. Our thanks for uh, to Blake for stopping by and everybody at Les Schwab for doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, just to let you know, we are recording this podcast on a Thursday morning. It's being dropped on a Monday. The Mariners have already lost once and broke our hearts on a walk-off, oh, right? That was on that walk-off home run. Of course, we did that to Toronto when we broke their hearts. That's baseball, you guys. Ron, let me ask you this. What do you think happened in game two? What do you think happened in game three? And is there even a game four? Uh, here's what I want to say about this. As, as we worked in sports radio for a long time, and as lifelong sports fans, expectation in moving the goalpost, two concepts that I think about in sports a lot, are we're already beyond expectation with the Mariners this season. They'd not been in the playoffs for 21 years. Uh, 
We make it to that wild card round, barely getting in, only because Major League Baseball expanded the playoff schedule. Like, had they not expanded that, we probably wouldn't have been in again. So you make it in, have an incredible series in Toronto, one of the most exciting comeback victories of all time. And, and when you, you hear national baseball commentators going, oh my God, what a game in Toronto where you're down 8-1 late and then 9-5 to late and you come back and you win at 10-9, to that's, that's our postseason. So I, I know that we were up uh, against the Astros and it came down to two outs, ninth inning, the, the scenario that every boy and girl that's ever picked up a baseball bat or a softball bat fantasizes about in their backyard and you hit a three-run dinger to win the game in the playoffs. Um, again, you, you said it beautifully. We broke Toronto's heart. The Astros broke our heart. There's no expectation of winning this series. On every metric... Uh, except for maybe one of our pitchers on every metric, the Astros are a better baseball team. And so uh, you, you run this series a hundred times. The Astros are supposed to win it 75, 80 times out of a hundred. So uh, I guess, you know, we don't know the, the results of these series. I, I don't think our expectation should be, Oh my God, we go from a 21 year drought to now you're Cinderella and you're going to the ALCS or the World Series. Winning one series is an incredible result for this year, period. Yeah. I, I, I have to say this because we go back to the 90s uh, when the Mariners made their run with Ken Griffey Jr., Randy Johnson, and A Rod and little Joey Cora, right? And, and when you look at that team and how great all those players were and became, this is what no one talks about. Not only should that team have gone and won a World Series, they should have gone to multiple World Series. And what happened is we became the farm system, right? Where did Martinez go? T.J. Martinez. He went to the Yankees. Where did Randy Johnson go? He went to, became an Arizona Diamondback and won World Series. We Where, where did A-Rod go? We, we were to Ken Griffey Jr. We keep going. We, we had a team multiple Hall of Famers that we could not keep together because they financially didn't want to spend the money because they looked around they said you know what and, and, and think about this it costs less money to fly there's a story about it on the news this morning Is there, it costs less money to fly to Houston buy a ticket you can buy a ticket in Houston for this game coming up game two for $42 that same ticket's going to cost you $420 if you're going to come back to here in Seattle. That's how hungry we are for this game. Where does that $420 go? It goes in the pockets of these owners. And what we are teaching owners sometimes is, hey, you know what? You don't have to make it all the way to the dance. You just got to be competitive. And Mariner fans, they're so hungry, they'll come out and they'll spend money, which they have. So again, it's cheaper to fly to Houston, buy a ticket, stay in a hotel, and watch the Mariners than it is for a family of four to buy four tickets and try to find some seats, if you can find some seats. And 420 is in the cheap seats. So I so I really hope that that this ownership group will look at these other teams that the Mariners have had, and you try to somehow keep that team together because everyone's going to be coming for these players, right? They will. They'll be coming for these players. But if some way, shape, or form – the Mariners are able to put up a series with the Astros and win. That's that's bonus. We're bonus time at that point. Uh, baseball, as you said, is a long season 
Uh, that's why they play these five-game playoff and seven-game series because it's supposed to even out the variance. And, and right now, we are the underdog. We have been the underdog. And so to go make it to the playoffs and then to win a series, we can't just keep moving the goalpost. Oh, well, now that we won one, we're going to win another one. No, that's not how baseball works. You can do that in football. You can get the hot hand in football or in hockey. You can get a hot goalie and have a magical run. It's not how it works in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I hope we keep this team together. I hope the Mariners have done well. I hope there is a game four. Uh, and if there's not a game four, what a ride it has been this year, you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to this Monday show. We really appreciate you. Don't forget to stop by Les Schwab and help out Food Lifeline. Yeah, that's going on for the next uh, three weeks. Uh, you can go in uh, to the store, bring non-perishable food items. Don't get the lima beans, as Don always says, or the sauerkraut. Nobody wants that. Uh, or you can just stop by, roll down your window, give them some cash. I love sauerkraut, though. I'll take the kraut. It's really? also very good for you. It's a very, I know. very fermented vegetables are good for you. It's a very, very healthy but food. But you got to admit, on Thanksgiving, you're not like, ooh, pass me the sauerkraut. No, I would be. Really? I love the kraut. If you, yeah, if you if you give All me right, that, I'm buying you some sauerkraut then. Huh? I know what your gift is. I grew be. up sauerkraut, potatoes, and some sausage in a pot. That was amazing. Oh, see, you mix it with potatoes. <laughs> talking about straight up kraut. <laughs> okay. Anyway, add some mustard. It's pretty good, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you need a, a managing broker to speak to, Ron, how can they do it? You can email me, Ron at ronanddon.com. That's Ron at ronanddon.com. All right. And I'm Don at ronanddon.com. Don O'Neill34 on Instagram. Don O'Neill on Facebook. I'm all maxed out in friends, but you can follow me and I'll follow you back. And we can be friends that way. All right. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you for episode 463. It drops this Wednesday. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All day on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.